Through our, our Advent series, we've been looking at the prophets and the foretelling of Christ. We hadn't hit Isaiah yet, which is a little rough for me because I love Isaiah and I love Isaiah's prophecies about the coming king. So this evening, we're going to read one of my favorite prophecies of the Messiah, and it's found in the book of Isaiah, the seventh chapter, verse 14. Just one verse. This is what it says. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. The other night, I was, I was up late working. Karen was, was reading a book on the couch. By the light of the Christmas tree, I packed away my computer, and Karen closed her novel. We made our rounds of the house, letting the dog out, making sure she had food and water, making sure she came back in, checking that the doors were locked, the lights in the basement were turned off. You know, there's a quiet peacefulness to a house at night. But as I climbed the stairs and made my way into my bedroom, I realized that my children did not share my appreciation for a dark winter's night. There were young boys laying all over my floor. So Karen and I had to be extra careful not to step on them as we made our preparations for bed. I was reminded of nights from my younger years when I would wake with a nightmare or pain in my legs and feel the deep need to have my parents close, to be with them. I'd take my pillow and my blanket and I would slip softly down the stairs to my parents' room where I would lay alongside their bed. There I found peace. There I felt secure. The dark was a scary place as a child. So much unknown, so much to be afraid of. The people in Israel are in such a time when Hosea proclaims the message of our text this morning. They have had a series of bad kings and poor rulers. The country is divided between north and south, and the mighty army of the Assyrians is on its way to take them into captivity. My nightmares as a child were figments of my imagination or the result of eating too close to bedtime. The nightmares of the people of Israel during the time of Isaiah were real. The darkness was tangible. It was oppressive. And into this darkness a promise is given. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. One of the songs that the children sang for their play a couple weeks ago was titled, God With Us, Emmanuel. One of the children asked their parents after practice one week, what does Emmanuel mean? The name, the title, is two words in Hebrew. But one of the words, im, has a possessive plural ending. So im means with. So when the possessive plural ending is added, we get with us, or imanu. El is the word for God. Wonder why so many churches are named Bethel? Beth in Hebrew is house, so Bethel would be the house of God. And so Emmanuel is with us God, or as we say it in English, God with us. This is the promise that the people are given in their darkest of days, that they would not be alone, that they were not forgotten, that the God who created the universe is with them in power. 
and one day would be with them in person, born of a virgin, living among them. You know, the people to whom this promise was given would not personally live to see it come true. Being close to it, receiving it, hearing it, was enough. Just as my children felt comfort lying next to the empty bed of their parents, so the people of Israel drew comfort from the promise of God. The promise had not yet been fulfilled. The parents may not yet be in the bed. The closeness may not yet be exactly what we are hoping for. We are able to rest. Rest in the expectation that mom and dad will slip under those covers, that the promises of God would be fulfilled. How? And why? How could a promise not yet fulfilled bring comfort? How could the absence of a protector cause you to feel protected? Because we know the one who has made the promise. As a child, I found comfort beside my parents because they were my protectors. I knew that they loved me and that they wouldn't let anything hurt me. And what's more, I believed that they had the ability to keep what scared me away. When I was with them, the things that had once raised a hair on the back of my neck seemed silly and insignificant. The people clinging to the promises made to Israel were resting in the power of the one who could keep them. This is the God of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth. He could and would overcome any darkness. What scared and terrified the people were laughable in the face of the might and power of God. He is the mighty fortress. He is the one who is able. He is the one the darkness fears. When we are scared of the dark, let us rest in the one that the darkness fears. And so the people of Israel found hope and comfort in the promise that one day their God would be with them. And that through him all would be made right. And the same is true for us today. Christ has come, but we know that he is coming again. And when he comes again, all will be made right. The darkness of the world around us will no longer hold any power. All will be made new. And so we rest in that promise. We take our pillow and our blankie and we slip down the stairs and lay at the promises we have in Scripture. The promise that though he is not physically here on earth, that our God is with us in power. That his love for us is genuine and unfailing. And that one day, he'll be with us in person again. And we know that we can trust in God to keep these promises because we can look back on a virgin mother and a baby in a manger. We can look back on promises kept for God is with us. Emmanuel. Amen.